bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Well, thank you for taking my call. And I, I respect Sandra so much because she's so real with it. But um, when we look at the crime we're having, I think one of the things that we never tell black people, we got to stop black people, got to stop looking at each other as the N-word because they see no value in one another. You know what I mean? But is, but is that really that the have, reason why? I mean, yes. do we really? Well, um, yes. that, that's what you believe. Yes. Okay. Why, well, why is I that? talk to Christians all the time, and that's what they tell yeah, me. We ain't talking about Christians today. We're talking about black people. Well, we, that's not what, see, we, we keep bringing Christianity and all that, and we keep bashing well, Christianity, well, that's are, and that's not well, what we're talking Mr. about today. Harris. Mr. Harris. Is Dr. Harris. Mr. Harris. Is Dr. Okay, Harris. Okay, Mr. Harris. Dr. What, Harris. What, Mr. Okay, we're done. And that's that. 833-212-1017 is the number. At some point, as a Christian, I'm not going to sit here and get bashed. I'm not going to sit here and get told, like, I ask a question and pretend like it's not answered or I'm, I'm just not doing that. And everything negative is Christian people. Everything neg- I'm I'm tired of it. I'm done. That's it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Well, you know, I was looking around and I found, if you hadn't heard about it, Florida police are looking for three gunmen who wounded nine people at a crowded beach in Florida on Memorial Day. Police searched today for three suspects they believe to be the gunmen who opened fire along a crowded Florida beachside promenade. Yesterday, Memorial Day, wounding a one-year-old and eight others while sending people frantically running for cover. Which is just 
strange to me. Hollywood police sought the public's help in identifying the gunman who ran from the scene during the chaos of hundreds of people fleeing for their lives and diving for cover after shots hit bystanders. Two people involved in the altercation that led to the shooting have been arrested on firearms charges, police said, and five handguns have been recovered, with one of them reportedly stolen in the Miami area, another one in Texas. Number four. Yeah, we're going around the country today. One-year-old child. died after being left in a car outside of a hospital for nine hours in Washington state last week. The child's foster mother arrived at the hospital for work around 9 a.m. and said she forgot the child inside the car, not realizing it until she returned just after 5 p.m. The child was rushed inside the hospital but could not be revived. The temperature that day in pileup, which sit southeast of Tacoma was between 70 and 75 degrees, but the internal temperature of the car was 110 degrees. The foster mother and the family are cooperating with the investigation and no charges have been filed. The incident marks the fourth pediatric vehicular heat stroke death this year, according to noheatstroke.org, which said an average of 38 children under the age of 15 die in hot cars in the U.S. every year most during the summer months. 2018 and 2019, a record 53 kids died each year from being left in a hot car, according to the National Safety Council. Number three. Well, the majority of Americans took a poll based on news1.com, and they believe college should consider race in admissions. Most Americans believe affirmative action in college admissions is a good thing. Recent poll by the Associated Press was released and found that a majority of U.S. adults believe colleges should consider race as part of the admissions process. The poll, which which was released this month, found that 63 percent say the Supreme Court should not block colleges from considering race or ethnicity in their admissions systems. Although the majority of those polls said colleges should And now my story just updated. (laughs) Uh, Colleges should um, consider race and admissions. Most said factors including grades, standardized tests should be more important than race. Among those polled, 13% say they think race should be very or extremely important part of admissions, according to the poll, while 18% said it should be somewhat important. Well, it's obvious that Americans have general support for affirmative action, but Republicans have continued to make it their mission to dismantle it. Uh, Nine states in the U.S. have banned race-based affirmative action, including California, Washington, Michigan, Florida, Nebraska, Arizona, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Idaho. And the U.S. Supreme Court is set to rule on two affirmative action college admission lawsuits we talked about last week. By the end of June, the majority conservative court will likely in affirmative action, which is something we cannot say. We cannot make that assumption. But what they're saying, and it's their position, that the Supreme Court is set to rule on it, and because it's majority conservative, it will likely end affirmative action and could eliminate the use of race and admissions altogether. Uh, some experts 
believe causing colleges and universities to completely revamp their admissions policies will not take race into account will result in fewer minorities in college. I don't think so. There are other ways to know whether or not what your race is based on other than you checking a box. And so there are ways around that. There are ways to do that. And guess what? They invented this place called, you know, HBCU. Try them out. Everybody there. Looks like you. Number two. I said earlier about Milwaukee being one of the most segregated cities in the country. And they talked about the fact that, well, no, they didn't. I did. I said I would not be moving to a suburb. I'm not moving to an all-white suburb. I'll live on the south side that's predominantly white or Hispanic, but I won't move. I'm not moving outside of the city. Multiple New Berlin neighbors woke up today and their trail cameras captured pictures of a black bear roaming around. Bear was spotted in Sunny Slope Road and Beloit Road between midnight and 6 a.m. this morning. Homeowner Joe Zupan captured video of the bear on his trail camera, and then he went outside, found quite a mess. Bear tore down his bird feeder, ate all the bird food, and even left a bear-sized pile of feces in the yard. So watch this. If you ask me why I don't move to suburbs, you really want to know? Eh, that's why. Number one. Milwaukee police say they have identified the vehicle used in the hit and run that seriously injured a pedestrian on Brady Street. The driver drove off and police are still looking for the driver. According to a statement from the Milwaukee Police Department, this is from TMJ4.com. The suspect vehicle is described as a 2011 through 2017 silver Jeep Patriot with damage to the front They're requesting the public's assistance in identifying and locating the suspect regarding the serious hit and run crash that occurred on Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day, 156 a.m., 1300 block of East Brady. Vehicle is described, as I said, a 2011 through 2017 silver Jeep Patriot. They should have damage to the front end of the hood. I think I said blood. Weird. Uh, The vehicle, the suspect vehicle struck a pedestrian that was crossing the street caused life-threatening injuries, and the unknown driver fled the scene. Any information, call Milwaukee Police at 414-935-7360. So the person was crossing the street, and the person hit them and then drove away. And I think it's unfortunate because this is, I don't know how many we've had over the past year of pedestrians getting struck in, and in some instances killed by drivers who panic for whatever reason and and decide um, that's what it is. So uh, Al said on the talking text line, Mr. Harris, you proved my point. What what, what point is that? And Al, I'm not going to sit and let somebody like, anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's always tomorrow. 833-212-1017 is the number. I would accept what you say, Al, if you would consider accepting the fact that you hate Christian people and you blame everything in life on Christian people. 
And I'm intrigued by it. I guess nobody else in the world does anything wrong except us. I think everybody's hypocrite. So now that we got past that, but thank you for your call. I appreciate it. 833-212-1017 is the number. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. He said, well, I can't make a meeting tonight because I have to go to my son's scout ceremony. And I was like, your son's what? And he said, yeah, my son is having his court of honor tonight. And I was like, really? I'm an Eagle Scout. So I was like, that's what's up. I didn't know that. So they're down in Illinois, so. I was like, you lucky because, boy, I'll be in my car driving. Driving, driving, driving. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some um, scouting activity. We'll, we'll have a segment and some interviews on what the Boy Scouts are doing these days. And I'm sorry, Scouting USA is doing these days because they now have um, Girl Scouts, girls who can be in Scouting BSA and boys, all girl troops, all boy troops, all girl Cub Scouts, all all boy Cub Scouts. So I think it's pretty cool. And then somebody's like, well, why can't I have, you know, join them? No, we're not joining adolescent hormonal kids together in a, are you kidding? Stop. You know why? Because men are the only person that can teach a boy how to be a man. And a woman is the only person that can teach a girl how to be a woman. Period. End of story. Full stop. I'm not even arguing about it. See? Eight three three two one two one zero, And I think it's cool that women have their space to do what they do, right? I think it's cool, just like men, just like boys. Okay. Al said, no reason to hate. Al, I don't hate you. Like, why do you always think that? Why do you, why do you think someone hates you? Like, no one hates you. To disagree doesn't mean you hate somebody. That takes a lot of effort. I can only speak for me. I don't generalize about Christians or generalize about fans or generalize. I just say what I say for me, and it's okay. And I think it's okay. Just, you know, I'm proving your point. So I should not have an opinion because I'm a Christian. I should just shut up and let everybody say what they want to say. No, that's not going to happen any more so than you would let me. Like, if you have a right to speak your mind, I think I have a right to speak my mind. That's all. But no one hates you. And the fact that we constantly make assumptions and generalize about people and come up with reasons that we don't have any evidence to say that's the reason, that's just what we believe, I'm okay with that too. But if it's wrong... What what should I do? Sit here and not say anything? I don't know. I don't know. 
what should we do? Talking text line, the caller said colleges have always considered race when it comes down to who they admit. No, that's not true. How's this? Um, some, <laughs> I, I'll get to that. Um, let's see. Legacy points given to people who had grandparents who attended Harvard has allowed many less qualified whites to be admitted and blacks and Hispanics and Asians and a whole bunch of people that went to Harvard. And then I said something. They said, fact, doc. They say, doc, you do generalize about age groups, though, brother. I said, no, I don't. I say very specific things that I know about millennials, Gen X, baby boomers and Gen Z. Because of the experience I have with those people. And I'll say, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so and they said, and they believe this, and they generally do this and that, but this has been my experience. So that's all I'm going on, my experience. Millennials are like baby boomers. They're across the board with what they believe, think, act. But in the end, you treat people individually. I think if you just treat them with some dignity and respect, eh, I don't think all that other stuff matters what generation you're from who doesn't want to be thought highly of who doesn't want to be treated as if they're a human being with some dignity and respect good morning and when people don't want to say good morning it's okay like why not but i still get the poke <laughs> millennials <laughs> i still get the tease just like i get teased and it's okay you just got to stop taking stuff personally. It's a talk show. We talk. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about Rhea. She's tall. She's a millennial. She's tall. She's a millennial. See, that's four things right there. <laughs> She's like, uh, so, and what's your point? But I mean, you know, people are different. I, I, I think that's the greatest thing about this whole 1017 the truth. The fact that we're so different and that every show is so different. And we got people like Al who call and they hollers at me. Makes me feel bad. No, okay, I'm just kidding. 833-212-1017 is the number. I do hate not being here. It, it drives me a little, you know, batty because I don't get to interact with Al and Al from Sherman Park and Al from 5 through 206 and Corey from the East Side and Sandra and Melody and on and on and on. So that's really why we're here. We're here for you. And I think that's what makes the truth so unique. 833-212-1017 is the number. Gene, you're on the new 1017, The Truth. Good morning. See, I'm already messing up. Good afternoon, Dr. Good evening today. Good evening. <laughs> I said I was going to be relaxed and let you know what was on my mind all day. Your show is great. I always learn a lot. And I believe also dignity and respect, period. I don't care what you look like. It doesn't matter. Yep. And be, be kind. Not a lot to ask, I don't think. And also, Dr. Ken, I was on my way to work this morning, 10th and Atkinson, going east. I always check my mirrors. I'm a very, I think, uh, a very... Conscientious? In-tune driver. Thank you. Conscientious and relaxing. 
I look in my mirror, Dr. Ken, it looks like it looked like this car was flying almost in the air behind me. It was going so fast. Right behind that car was a police car with the lights going. All in those two seconds, I pulled over one police car behind it, another police car, then a detective car. And I checked the city site later in the day, and it looked like that chase started on Tatonia and Villard at 7.07 in the morning. Okay. I think this is the best platform for me to stay and ask what I've been thinking for a long time. Why don't police use stop sticks? I've heard their reasons why the city is too dense and there could be a lot of mm-hmm. um, damage if something happens. But look at the damage that's happening anyway. Well, I, it, go on. No, I'm listening. No, no, I, I want you to finish. I'm pretty much finished. I'm I'm tired of it. I see the news, and then they're right behind me. That car, I bet, was going 80 miles an hour. Okay. And it, it needs to stop. So what and do you think would happen it. if we use stop sticks on a car going 80 miles an hour? So It could flip. It could run into something. It could kill people. Mm-hmm. I understand. No. I keep keep understand. going. Keep going. What about what about the person that what about the person that throws the stop sticks out who gets hit by the eighty mile an hour car? The person that throws out the stop. Yeah, yeah. see, see, somebody has to stand there, and as the car is coming, toss the stop sticks in the street attached to the string. They run over them, and then they pull them out of the street so the other cars can pass. What usually happens is when the person sees the person about to throw out the stop sticks, they simply steer towards them and run them over. And now you've got a dead police officer and the person still speeding and will probably crash and kill themselves or someone else. And And it complicates it. Or you can go 80 miles an hour, hit a stop stick and lose control of your car because you no longer have four tires. And the same thing happens. I do understand so there's no real, you know, you have to err on the side of caution. Law enforcement mm-hmm. has to show due regard, right? Even though you blow through a red light, they still got to stop and look both ways, even though they got red and blue lights on, and then go through when it's mm-hmm. safe. And what's, what's the old saying? You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I understand, Dr. King. I just wanted to... Say it on your show because I know there's a lot of law enforcement ears listening. And I, I appreciate your I, I appreciate your show and your information. Well, thank you. I feel better already just by venting that a little bit. That's what we're here for. I'm hang with and listen. All right. One that award, right? Okay. Bye-bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Curb, you're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. Hey, how's it going, Doctor Ken? I'm good. How are you? All right. Hey, I, I've been listening to you guys for man. You know, since you got on, I respect you. You you real knowledgeable. You know, this 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 subject about the violence in Milwaukee is funny to me because a lot of these older people and some younger people 
have family members are the ones that's doing some of this reckless driving. And, you know, and they don't reach out to their own family members to say, hey, you know, cut it out or don't come by my house if you're going to be driving in a stolen car. Don't come by with your booming system, you know. And then as we, as the Milwaukee police officers decide to arrest more people, they start complaining about, you got the, you know, we need to release them. We, we're arresting too many black people. Too many black people are being, you know, um, incarcerated for, for, for things that white kids are not getting incarcerated for. You know, so it's like one of them funny things where everybody want to complain about it, but when the, when, the, when the hard hammer comes down, everyone want to, you know, go into defense mode of the people that's doing wrong. Correct. You know? And so what do we do? Then I had a, I mean, we. We have to to demand. We have to demand more to get more. The South Side of Milwaukee has their issues, but anytime they want something done, they get together. They demand it through the aldermans. The aldermans go to the mayor. Things start happening. But let me ask you a question, Curb. But let me ask you a question, Curb. When are we going to hold the families accountable for what the kids did? Exactly, and and I'm I'm a strong believer in that. Like I I was taught, I was telling my wife that I was like, hey, I wonder. Like when 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 a, when a Kia boy, you know everybody's a Kia boy or a Kia girl, steals someone's car, and that person needed that car to get to work. Why can't the family be responsible and liable to pay for that car that was stolen and wrecked? You know, or you know, if you know your kid stole fifteen cars, maybe you should be fined or jailed because either you you still like you didn't relinquish the kid as an adult, and since the kid still living in your household, you should be liable for any damages this child do. And Ken, I never under, let me ask you this question. You was in law enforcement. It's, it's been a lot over the last five years. There's been a lot of vehicular homicides. That's what I call them. Why doesn't that be, why isn't that on the homicide? Um, you know, when they get to talking about homicides in Milwaukee, why don't they consider that murder? It is. It is. Depending on the circumstances, it is considered a homicide. If you're charged with homicide, it counts as a homicide. Right. Get, because, you know, I think it was last the, yeah, I think it was last year or something. I said, no, we got way more homicides than that. It's been over like, I think it was like 70-something or, or more vehicular homicide deaths, but they never added on to the shooting or stabbing deaths. Well, I believe they do, but it depends on the circumstance. It has to meet a certain criteria to be counted as a homicide. Oh, okay. It has well, to be again, determined like, as a homicide. You. you can't just say he shot somebody, so it's a homicide. Well... If you're yeah. defending yourself and you kill somebody, is it a homicide? Well, no. No, it's self-defense. Yeah, you know. But like I said, I, well, I, mean, I love it's, your show, it's man. It's considered a justified homicide. So, you know, there are little justified. particulars to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then we got, like I said, we, we can put billboards up for other things. Um, I think maybe I, I used to be a young thug. You know, I learned my lesson. I grew up in St. Charles Boys' Home. When I turned 17 and got out of St. Charles Boys' Home, I changed my path. You know, mm-hmm. I went to work for the city of Milwaukee. I changed my path. You know, anybody can change their path, but sure. sometimes a person a person need to be, and I hate to say this, incarcerated. If if, if nobody, I'm glad I'm glad I got stopped doing what I was doing. You know, it, I wasn't going nowhere. I was just a criminal. You know what I mean? Right. So sometimes certain things help people change their path, their way of thinking. And like I say, I'm 55, so I'm a considered an elder or, or getting older. It's my job to tell you what I did in the past and, and tell them a new direction, a direction they can take. And if all, a lot of the people that call in, if they reach out to the people in their family and just have a conversation, 
you know, when we was growing up, we always had a grandmother's house that we can go sit on the porch and see us yep. talk to us. Yep. You know, yep. she wouldn't even let us over there. We came over here with two of our friends. Yep. Don't bring all these thugs over to our house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we have to get, we have to get back to those days, you know, and start talking to our family members. You know what I mean? You know, we got the youth, we got the youth that's on social media and we got the 50, 50, 50 years and up on radio stations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all we have to do is pick up the phone and, and, and reach out to our own family members. Very true. Right, but again, you know, you got a great show and I respect your knowledge, man. You know, keep up the good work. I appreciate you. Thank you, Kerb. All right. Take care. Take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. I always say if, and, and I only say every black man because I'm a black man. This, this, this doesn't mean women don't do it, right? But the key issue seems to be black men. Think if every black man just picked one young person in their family to make sure they graduated from high school or college or got a job in the trades. Imagine what Milwaukee would look like. Imagine that, that in the next four years, if every man just found one black male under the age of 17, it made sure they graduated from high school. We could change the 62% graduation rate and we could make it 82%. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Dr. K- <laughs> see, I always complain about that and that, see, nah, but I'm going to blame Kyle for that. That's Kyle's fault. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, the Black-Owned Business Give Back is back, and we've teamed up again with Associated Bank. We're here to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. 833-212. It's one. I'm just way behind, and I'm just running behind. It's just, it's just terrible. Matt, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Ken. How are you doing? I am doing phenomenal. What's up? Great to hear it. I just wanted to build a little bit on what I heard um, your previous caller talk about, and you recommended that uh, possible solution to some of the problems our city is seeing with what the youth are doing could be solved if we held the families a little more accountable. Um, did, did you maybe suggest that they were responsible for driving around 
the victims who got their car wrecked or something like that. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't, but but the other caller did. He did. He didn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, this seems like a real good idea, I know, but I like him, I too was a troubled youth. And I, I got it figured out now. We're okay. Um, but my family was, um, I guess it wasn't the greatest, but it was it, it was intact. I had both my mother and my father. Um, and there was really nothing that they could have did, I don't think, to um, to help me. You know, I, Correct. if the things I did as a juvenile, <laughs> um, I don't think there was a correct thing that they should have done or that they could have done. And I think that if you would have been holding them accountable, I, I don't know if there would have been an aha moment for them to where they said, oh, we need to do this because now we're getting in trouble and that's going to fix him. I just don't think that would have been a realistic solution, nor fair to my parents. You know what I mean? So I don't know how realistic or legal something like that would be. I was well, it would it would definitely uh, be legal. What your thoughts are. It would definitely be legal because your parents are responsible for what you do. Now we don't follow through, and you know, at some point, a child has their own mind and they're going to do what they do if they're 15, 16 years old, right? They're going to do what they want to do. And I don't know if holding a parent accountable and putting a parent in jail so now the kid doesn't have anybody, that's not going to do it either. I think what will do it is if we start to recognize and understand that what we allowed to come into our community in the 70s and the 80s has grown to dismantle what we call the nuclear family. When you have idiots talking about the fact that the the nuclear family is a European structure, we need to get rid of it. When we know what broken homes will do to any community, regardless of race, that's just idiotic to me. But yet that's what we do. And then when we have what, what broken homes, are you referencing from the 70s and 80s? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about how as we started to grow as a community, make more money, um, work in communities, we got a little more lax with family. Um, having children mm-hmm. without being married became okay and acceptable. Um, not even thinking about going to college, not even graduating from high school became acceptable. We started making excuses for things that didn't go right. I understand having bad parents. I understand having, having uh, issues in life. But when you get to a point, like you did, you come to a point where you have to decide as an adult, am I going to keep on this path or am I going to go that way? And those that chose it, there are too many people that have grown up in broken homes like me, not broken, um, single parent homes like me, raised by one parent like me, troubled and you know had alcoholism in the family and all those negative things, but yet we all graduated from college. So we know it can happen. We seem to not want to tell people, you know, hey, Matt, yeah, don't do that. Like, Matt, that's wrong. We stopped doing mm-hmm. that. Some, somewhere, 80s, 90s, we stopped telling people, dude, you got to stop having all those children. You have to stop getting all these women pregnant and then walking away from them. You're not taking care of your kids. You're not, we, we let people get away with whatever they want to get away with. And now we're seeing the repercussion and we don't like it, but then nobody's saying anything either. Right. As astute as that observation is, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, I like to try to think about what possible 
solutions there are that a society can come together and do to to fix these things that have fallen apart or to, to have this cultural shift so people aren't getting run over on the streets and kids uh you know it, children are dying by mm-hmm. getting hit by reckless drivers what right. is what is a realistic social solution that could be possibly be based on them observations. But what can we really, really do as a society to try to, you know, to change this? Change the way that we think socially. This is not a social issue. It's an individual issue. And we have to hold individuals responsible. We have to stop trying to fix everything socially because as a group, we're all different. We can't keep telling white people, stop treating us as a monolith. And then everything we do, we try to do it as a monolith. We all try to do it together. Mm-hmm. Every individual has an individual issue and an individual problem that needs to be helped. Let's do that, but let's not try to have a blanket because we're only going to cover about 60% of the population and the other 40% is going to fall by the wayside. It starts with some of the things the Republican Party talks about, just not all of the things the Republican Party talks about. Yes, we need to hold individuals accountable, but we also need to help people learn how to bring themselves up by their bootstraps by simply being the person who is the example and then helping them pull themselves up. See, there's, there's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. That's that's what I'm talking about. That I I 100% agree with that observation, but you, you make a statement like we need to help people change. How do you do that? What is a, what is this like, First step into mm-hmm. helping somebody change. How? What is that process? I think that's where we get stuck at because we know we can analyze how things have fallen apart. And we can analyze what these problems are, but right. there's everybody's failing to get on that first step. And I don't know what the answer is. I'm just trying to open up the dialogue. Well, I always feel like. Well, first of all, not, it's not everybody. Not but it's not everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody. It's it's the minority of people. And so we need to get off this all black people are just one group and that we're all poor. And when we speak of ourselves, we speak of ourselves in the negative. Or we speak of ourselves as when black people are in poverty, all black people are in poverty. They're not. And so we need to be more of an example. Right now, if you don't want to listen, you know, like our parents taught us, hey, if you don't want to listen, that's on you. But here's 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 what you have to do. Then hold you accountable. But when you ask for help, we got to be there 110%. Agreed. But if we just take care of the one, right? For instance, whenever you say something about something, the first thing people say, oh, you mentioned Republicans. Republicans don't hold their own party members accountable, LOL. That's not what we're talking about. Stop politicizing everything. And start to look at everything of what you are accountable for. I can only be accountable for me and my immediate family. Imagine if everybody did that. Imagine if half of us did that. Right. We could hold our friends accountable, too. And, um, you know, in order to change the culture, it, it, it really is up to an individual to have the courage to say, no, this is not correct. What you're doing is not correct, but nobody wants to not look cool or they don't want to not be down right. or something like that. You know, so right. they're, they're quiet and they follow the crowd. You got to have the courage to say, no, 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 mm-hmm. this is negative and harmful. Correct. And we have examples of how this is negative and harmful for generations. 
I'm actually Native American, and the Native American they call we have what we would call intergenerational trauma. Trauma that's been handed down generation to generation to generation, and we don't challenge that because we don't want to look like square or you know sell out and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it just perpetuates the cycle, and it's so hard to break that. So I think if we can, as individuals, have the courage to challenge our peers and to challenge our friends. Okay. And to challenge these negative patterns, um, maybe they break, you know. Or we can just start with us. Yep. The one. All right. Well, thank you much, Matt. Keep listening and make sure you call no back. I will. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Dr. Ken. Thank you. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Yeah, we ran that long. It's Rhea's fault because Rhea didn't tell. I'm just kidding. It wasn't Rhea's fault. I talked too much. But I want to thank Matt and uh, Curb and Melody and everybody for calling in. We had a a great time. It's great being back. I miss this. I'm going to do this till I'm 187 years old. I don't think any of us will be around at 187 years old, but... I'm just saying, you know, might be a little fun. Or maybe I can just go home and go to sleep and do that too. Eh, maybe. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. He'll run at 6 o'clock and then I'll be back, I think around midnight. Mel is in at, I don't know when I'm back. Like, when do I even rebroadcast? I don't even know. They have changed everything. I don't know what's going on. My producer leave me just hanging out here all by myself, looking all crazy. But um, I'll be rebroadcast sometime during the next 12 hours or so. And then in 22 hours, I will be back 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's it? That's it? Out of all that? No, I'm just kidding. And so I'll be, I'll, I'll be back, and um, we'll have a great time. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Take care. I'm out.